Welcome to podcast 211 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dave and Doop. Welcome back, the double dizzles. <laughs> Hello. I won't make the same joke twice. I won't make the same no, joke twice. Yeah, you you didn't you didn't. I did. So it's fine when I do it. Apparently. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> coming up on this week's pod, we'll be chatting about legacies. But first, we'll have an update from the achievement hunter himself, and I'm led to believe that quite a major one was ticked off this week. Mister Dupe, take it away. Achievement hunter. Yes, uh, we've had some exciting things happen. Um, I can proudly say, with my chest out. The, the literally chest out is the red star save is 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 done. We have completed twenty years at Red Star, uh, and we've also sneaked an extra little achievement in there as well, uh, where the board wants to build a new stadium. And obviously, that's given away a little bit of what's happened. So let me give you a really quick overview. Um, we left Red Star um, after ten years. And we had never really hit, hit the pinnacle that we could have, but we, the best we ever got was second and a lot of debt. We knew it was going to be our last season on stream, so we tried to purchase some players that were a little bit out of our budget and our price range. And we kind of, we duped it up. I always, I'm quite bad with finances. Both IRL and, and in game, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so, yes, I... Um, I had a bit of a, a bit of a difficult task on my hand, but we discussed it in stream and we just basically explained the fact that I'm gonna play the next ten seasons off stream, uh, go with the flow and just get that get that achievement. Now, the la- the next ten years off stream has been quite eventful. The first season we had to sell a lot of players for some good value, get some youngsters in, and basically repeat that over a course of three years. So we we sold our best players, we bought some youngsters in to replace those best players. Those youngsters then became our best players and we sold them again. And at that time, we were finishing fourth, fourth, third. I think um, I think we picked up a Coupe de France um, title in that, in that kind of period. So we won like the FA Cup, so to say. And then it kind of got to the end of that cycle and we finished third in the league and we were able to be financially stable. We, we made some really big sales. Some of our big guys went for 100 million plus, a couple of them in the same season, which then gave us enough money to kind of really give this a good go. And this kind of got to the point where, to be honest, we used a function in the game that we discussed about on stream, which was holidaying. So what I was doing was I was doing the transfers, the preseason, I was setting up the training, setting up the team, the staff, everything like that. And then we would holiday from that year to the next and do the same again, rinse and repeat. Now, that isn't a quick thing to do because um, we're having to build a team to be able to survive. Because when you're on holiday, you don't know if you are losing, winning. You just, you're holidaying. One thing we did say was that whatever happens happens when you holiday so if we get sacked we get sacked so i put a couple of things in place so we wouldn't get sacked i.e um, as soon as we finish the season and we had a good season i would then sign a new contract and do do the bits you know um so from that we had kind of six years seven years remaining to to kind of get through um sorry for, sorry we had five years to get through and we had a few results that were good we actually picked up a league win and a Coupe de France league, uh, win in the, in the same season. We were terrible in Europe. 
to be honest. We never really did anything in Europe at all, but we did have three back-to-back wins in the league. Um, and then we did finish fifth the season after, then second on the last season. Um, the board wanting us to to sign a new contract every year, build a new stadium, which you'll be so pleased to know. They have named the stadium. Are you ready for this? No, they've not named it that. Um, the Red Star Stadium is what they've named it, uh, which, you know, brilliant. I did all that work. Well, actually, my assistant did quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've secured the Build a New Stadium, which is um, going places achievement. We've also, we've also uh, achieved... Uh, we managed to get the achievement um, Club Legend, which is because we stayed at one club for 20 seasons. We're now going to retire from Red Star because I'm not going to claim those five titles that they've won whilst on holiday. Yes, we were building the squad, but for me, it wasn't me. You know, it was it was my backroom staff that I brilliantly built. Um, but it's crazy to think that we have done 20 seasons at Red Star and I have spent £1.7 billion. Okay? I did that at three seasons at two at eight, Inter Milan and one at Bayern Munich. <laughs> <laughs> to think that I've built this team from wherever to wherever, and, you know, it's just been crazy. Um, we've the most expensive player I bought was 90 million. The mo- the highest fee I received was 138 million. Um, and yeah, 7,693 days in charge, a 58% win ratio, which ain't bad, but they don't count the ones when you're on holiday. So that's probably the ones that that was probably pre the time I did it. Uh, 48% of the time I was on holiday. <laughs> 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 Sorry, my boss. Um, so yeah, it's you know, it's 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 definitely we've we've definitely how do I put this? We've definitely used all details of the game to or all features of the game to our advantage, um, and we are going to now sim another ten seasons because I need that achievement to hit um, play the game for thirty seasons. But obviously, I'm not going to be in charge of anyone, so we should fly through. I won't really need to worry about it, but it's been a really good save. And I kind of say that if we, I do have a save file from five years ago, maybe it's something that I go back to, but it's been, it's been pretty cool. Um, Obviously back from the start, we've got shirts, we've got posters, we've got letters from the club, you know, we've got invitations to this club. So I do feel that a part of me really, really loves this club, but um, this is kind of where where it's run its course with us with us now. We have to start putting it to the back burner and working on others because we still have we still have eighteen to do, which sounds like a lot. Uh, most of those are drafts. Um, a few of them are um, the ones that we're working on in the the Bayern Munich save, and then the rest are just kind of little tiny ones that we've got to do that we just haven't got around to doing, i.e. the uh, the knowledge of the scouts and all that jazz. So, oh, and the 10 injured players, which I don't really know how we're going to do that one. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where we're at with that one. What What's your plan with, a, with the draft one, Dupe? Are you going to just set up a weekend of drafts for the next, you know, in the coming months or just going to smash for a couple of weeks' worth of drafts every evening? Or Well, I've got a few ideas. Um I've got a, f- a few things that I kind of... So I've been doing a lot of IRL sports stuff 
on Twitch. Um, so we did like me, for example, me and Joe, we did a deadline day um, stream. And my plan is that when I do the three o'clock streams, when it's like um, watching the games come in, I'm just going to get somebody on and probably not even show the screens. Just be like, right, you can become a guest. Come and watch the results come in. But as you do it, you've got to play me on draft, you know, and we can talk about it. But I'm just, I'm just, you're right. I've just got to squeeze them out and try and do it. Um, do, because do it have it's to be online? Be... Or can you do, can you just, because you you were saying last week about like playing the AI. Is there a separate achievement for that? Yeah, I have to be all AI managers in fantasy draft, which is probably just going to be me sat here one, well, sat here over a weekend just kind of spamming them. So I'm assuming there's quite a lot. I haven't really looked, which is probably... Like 20 or so, I think. 10, there's, there's okay. Quite a few. Yeah, yeah. And then it's play 100 matches online in fantasy draft, win wow. 25 knockout cubs, clubs, cups online, um, win 25 you matches. You could definitely fudge that if you needed to. Thanks, buy, mate. Yeah, buy, we'll, a second, we'll, buy a second, like set up a second Steam account, buy a second code, and then uh, play yourself. Basically, I, I've basically um, pretty much lubed one of my mods up, Mulak, to be basically going, Right, you sit there and you pull your goalkeeper from goalkeeper to striker, and we'll just see what we can do. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's he's prepped for that, really. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Would I, not that I've come into the end of it, right? Don't get me wrong, but uh, obviously we still got a lot to do. But kind of looking back on it, I don't think I really took seriously how much there is to do on the drafts because there is a lot to do on the drafts. Um, but I think it's been quite an interesting save. I think it's kept me uh, being very persistent at the end of the like this time last year. I mean, we kind of on and off with the the Palermo save this time last year but it's kept me interested and there's like constantly goals that I've got a hit and we're doing them through saves and it I think it's really helped me stream and play the amount of the game we've played I've never played a game a football manager version as much as this year are you confident you're going to do them all, Duke? Because no, uh, you've probably got only about a month and a half, maybe just over, which actually sounds pretty weird now. Because every time we talk about FM22, it seems ages away. But it's if you think about it, it's September, isn't it? Absolutely yeah, yeah. mental. The, ba- the beta is ge- genuinely could be out in six or seven weeks, which is mad. Yeah, I think actually. The, the thing that I think that upsets me the most is it's September, and we're talking about whether I can finish this or not, and we still not heard anything about FM22. But that's a different pod, right? That's true. Um, it's yeah. a different pod, and also like, <laughs> last year they didn't release anything to like the 24th of September. So uh, okay. we've, end of one. September, we'll expect things, I'd imagine. Well, the good thing is, is I come off call tomorrow morning and I can then just, I've, like, I've got no overtime over the next couple of weeks. So I can just spam the hell out of this. What, and... what, you, might need to, what you might need to do with drafts, I think the most boring part about the draft, not necessarily boring, but the longest part is picking the teams. You can also if you can, if you can pick two or three players, uh, friends and players out that you can have a four man draft and even like play right or we'll play each other twice and then do a knockout. You could do that in an evening or two evenings and then you've knocked out about eight at least eight yeah. games then as well. I just think that like I think since we've done the Red Star stuff offline, I think it's now a little bit easier for me to say some of this that we're going to grind offline. Mm. I just don't think I could make it. I mean, I'm a funny guy, don't get me wrong, but I think I'd struggle to make it entertaining while doing a 200 drafts or whatever it is that we got to do in, in the course of a weekend with people watching. You could do a wheel. 
I've got I I had that plan. I've got like loads of different scenarios and do a wheel and you spin a spin a wheel and then pick a scenario to to pick from with different guests. How, how big's your wheel? It's got two hundred segments on it. Probably not that many, but <laughs> I could definitely think of a, a decent amount for you anyway. Yeah, I mean you're you're right, and I think it would be the case of um, doing some doing some kind of bits with it. It's just it's just whether we make I make the content on it because it's going to be tough or. I kind of just do like a big roundup thing at the end. I, I don't know, but um, I like to I like to be as open and honest with with FM and and try and kind of let everyone see what's going on. But I think I'm going to really struggle to do that with this. Nobody wants to be called Dave and Reload for the last <laughs> four years. <laughs> Thanks. Hmm. Uh, on that note, then <laughs> we'll wrap that section up. Thank you for the the update. I do hope you actually do achieve it because I think that is. There are some like really easy ones, like the uploader highlight to YouTube. If I think that's still a thing, yeah, yeah. Like, is, watch, yeah. watch the, watch the goal of the month thing. But then, like the ones that you're talking about, they are really quite hard to get hold of. So, I, I'm plugging for you, if nothing else, plugging maybe not. Uh, we're not uh, we've not way. met up this month, Matt. No, maybe next month we can plug. It's been a while. Yeah, bring your double Ds with you, and we'll we'll talk. Mm. Uh, <laughs> We'll move on to our spotlight this week. So the Puskas Arena, the, the Stadio Giuseppe Miazza, uh, Estadio Armando Maradona, Santiago Bernabeu and the Johan Cruyff Arena. Just some of the iconic legacies befitting former players or managers. But in Football Manager, how do you leave your legacy? Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to look at a few ways you can stamp your mark on history and we'd love to know what your club has done for you. So get tweeting us. That's your... That's your cue at Five Star Pod. Tell us about your legacies. Anyway, let's get into this right away, gents. Naming rights. Now, Dupe, you were you were alluding to Red Star. Um, hope well, you were hoping for Red Star to name their stadium after you, after what your assistant has done for you. Um, but as per our, our opening line, getting a stadium named after you is an honour saved for a select few. Have any of us had the iconic treatment in other saves, Dupe? And, and Dave as well, obviously. You had a very long-term save with the Journeyman last year. Did you get anything like that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever had one named after myself. There's been a couple of times where I've had new stadiums built, but they're normally named after a legend. I think I did a Chelsea save about 10 years ago and that ended up being called the Gianfranco Zola Arena or something <laughs> like that. Um, I've got a feeling, I don't think I have, but a, a friend of mine had a wall save and it got called the Steve Ball Stadium or something like that. <laughs> but I've never had one. I think there is, um, there is a way though, isn't there? I think if you have a new stadium built, I think there's a conf- config file that you can change and change the name of the stadium yourself if you really, really wanted to. One it's all by cheating. Yeah, I was going to no. say, imagine my surprise Dave opting for the cheating. No, <laughs> not me. I've never done it. I've seen people, I've seen streamers and that do it before. If they have a new stadium built, they change the name of it. But yeah, unfortunately, I've never, I've never been able to, uh, I, I don't think, it, like, especially during the, uh, the Pentagon, I don't think, I was ever at a club long enough to to be able to get that achievement. Sorry, but, I, I referenced yeah. the wrong save. I yeah. did mean Pentagon. I knew what you meant. I, said I, what you meant. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's very frustrating. I've, I, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I've got it up, uh, the Red Star save. And, um, <laughs> Stop taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, I am classed as a legend at Red Star. So what I've done is I've just gone back pre- like the pre when they were built, going to build the stadium. Yeah. I've got all the early save files, and I am still a, I'm a legend then, 
keep doing it. Keep holidaying. No, 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 no. What I mean is, is like, I'm more frustrated that I'm a legend on the game for this club and they didn't even consider me in the naming rights. If you've got the save beforehand, imagine. keep trying it. Keep trying to get it. <laughs> Oh, imagine my surprise! No, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna... as an experiment, you twat. <laughs> not, no, not actually I, the play. I, it'll have to be. It'll be to do with like your reputation, like at the club, like your legendary state, which I think can go up to like, what, well, like ten thousand or something. In the oh, editor. okay. So, so like your your rate it scales up anyway from whatever you put in, but um, you you will just not be as high as some of the others. So I'd imagine if you play for long enough, so if like do what Kev does in non-league to legend and retires himself and adds a new manager in but like his son or something i would imagine eventually you will get like your as new stadiums are built each like every 20 30 years or whatever eventually if you add your re re keep on like retiring and then re-adding yourself again i would imagine imagine eventually your first iteration of your manager will eventually get a stadium mm. built yeah, after, assuming they sense. are a legend yeah. It'll just go through yeah. the list. Assuming that, I mean, typically what will happen is they'll just name it after the club like Spurs do. So yeah. I've passes. never had I've never had it, um, unfortunately. I've never been at a club long enough or had a save long enough um, to, to have that. I think I've had a friend on FM, was it would have been there from 11, I think, at, at Spurs, coincidentally. It's not a Spurs podcast, on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, but we should just have Spurs that as a He's from Exeter. He's from, he, it's a Spurs fan. He's from Exeter. Um, but he he was like 40 seasons in by this point. And this was pre, this was, so this was 2011. So it was when Bale was ripping up the Champions League, pre, like predominantly ripping up into Milan and Mykon. But um it wasn't quite the Spurs that it was like their foot. That was their first Champions League appearance in God knows how long. So they weren't as they are now. They've had sort of a bit of a mini legacy, and now they've gone back to being very Spursy. Uh, but he'd built up this amazing team over years, and I think he did get it eventually. He did get it eventually. So, but I've never had it. Anyway, we'll move on to the the next one, which is climbing the ladder. So we see saves like the aforementioned non-league legend at Kevin Chapman there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which are really popular and a successful manager is sure to leave his legacy. Have any of us taken uh, taken the climb from the bottom to the top and can you recall what it was like at the start compared to what life was like once you reached the summit? Well, I mean, we've touched upon it a bit. With me recently, I've been kind of doing the, like the long, not only say non-league, but I've been going as low as I can in the save and with the Palermo and with... Um, with Red Star, um, it is it is quite interesting. Um, it it's very difficult. Right? It's it is very weird to have a save that lasts as long as it does, and and you you really do take that club on a journey, um, and you see the differences from start to finish. I think it's more so kind of like I think the biggest thing for me was. We was we were buying a backup player at, at Palermo in the last season, and we had we had spent a, on a week's. This is a backup player; they weren't going to get in the eleven, um, and their week's wages was more than like the whole of my first team that we actually like picked up wage. And it was just huge. It was just amazing to see the jump that you go from spending four hundred quid a week to four hundred grand a week. Told you I'm not very good at finance. <laughs> no, I was um, just hope you weren't spending 400 grand a week when you were at the bottom. <laughs> Maybe where are you going wrong? It was my Portsmouth save. 
No, I mean, you guys know that I've done that those sort of saves before. I've, I don't think I've ever sort of done a one-club save where I've taken it from the bottom to the top. Um, but I've definitely obviously done journeyman-type saves, depending on challenge. Obviously, the journeyman this year started with uh, Brackley Town, um, which I, it was really enjoyable in, in non-league, to be fair. I think I got through the first season because their contracts are so, you know, you're part-time and very short contracts. Literally did a complete squad rebuild, and it, it was quite fun to do, um, and obviously got them promoted. My only my only concern with that this is, and I think we mentioned it earlier this year, is almost how easy they are, the journeyman saves, almost how quick you can rise up the leagues and rise up the ranks. Um, which is, you know, one, one of those things. I mean, I started with zero, well, Sunday league football reputation with no coaching qualifications. And within five years, I think I was managing at the top of the Premier League, which is, you know, not not overly realistic, you could say, but still really, really enjoyable from, go, from going to one extreme to the other quite quickly. And and same with the Pentagon as well. Um, that was a little bit more difficult because you you know you're managing in sort of less reputable leagues, uh, but falling in love somehow with the Chinese second division is something that I never never expected to do. To be fair, and you know there's players that I've managed there that you would never manage in any other FM save in in like the same as you know in China, South Africa, and people that did the the Pentagon Challenger managed in South Africa. We all sort of knew the same players and knew the same names. But like I said, in any other FM save, you will manage them. And although it's not a personal legacy, you know, said players, you know, in three or four years time, I'm sure some of these players might pop up. And you think, when did, when did I manage them? And you'll realise you managed them in the in the depths of the African, South African FA Cup or whatever. So I think that's, that's yeah. the bit of football manager I love. It's when like you you'll come across a transfer in real life that you've known, you you have knowledge like of this player, yeah. like, in, at least virtually. No one else has a clue who he is. It's like there's a there's a Swedish. Uh, he's he's definitely retired now. But this would uh, Championship Manager 0102. He wasn't like amazing, but there was a player called Herish Kui. Uh, he's he was Swedish something else. But he, I always used to pick him up uh, in my like lower league saves because he was uh, until they released an update because then he moved and you couldn't. <laughs> but he was from Orebro or Orebro in Sweden, and. One I saw his name pop up on like a I think it was to Barnsley like a random rumor didn't go in the end but the fact that I knew his name and no one else knew the fuck he was, was just I loved that. Um, in terms of like climbing from the bottom to the top, there used to be my like my quintessential save every year would be I'll start with Blackburn for a couple of seasons and then I'll go and start at the bottom and work my way up with 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 whoever there was like the team that. Had just been promoted. Um, this was sort of when when the conference was just you, know, you got uh, to get promoted to the conference or conference north south. There was only a couple of slots to come in. Um, but more recently, I guess I've done it with Recreativo. Uh, I don't know if how 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 top we're classing this because only just started to sneak into Europe by the time sort of FM eighteen came around. But that was probably my last uh, like ascent where I've gone from like the bottom division all the way to the top division and beating the likes of Barca. And it's a, I think the fact that I didn't really know the league as well, that well, there's weird like promotions and stuff like that, that you kind of have to, you get to forget about by the time you're in the top, top tier, which is a bit different. Um, but I always struggled for money because we we're just a really tiny club in comparison. 
Uh, and obviously in Spain, you have to deal with B teams being in leagues as well. So occasionally you'd crop up against like Atletico or Barca B and they'd have some like ridiculous players for the level, I think, because obviously they can't get promoted past their their uh, the, the A team. But the B team still had some class players in it from where like the likes of Barca have over overbought and then just relegated players to the the B team. Uh, so pl- I remember a couple of times playing against Barca and they've just got this like team of ringers and you have no chance even though you're in the Segunda division. Um, but yeah, that was it's good fun though. I, I think that that the journey to the top is is probably more fun than the trying to stay in the top, especially when you're a small club. Uh, next one is Academy of Football. So it's not always possible to win the league year after year, but there is always the possibility of seeing one of your youngsters go on to pastures new and tear it up at a higher level. You might even be his favoured personnel. Can you recall any world beaters that went on to perform at a higher level? I have an amazing one for this, by the way, and I'll, I'll go, go last. Okay, you're going to go last. Okay, um, I'll go first then. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a weird one, and you might take the Mickey. Um, but back when I was doing the network save with Teach, there was a young lad in the Wolfsburg ranks called Victor Seaman. Who? <laughs> okay, okay. In that save, he came with me, and he he worked his way up. But my whole football manager and real football life nearly kind of combusted in the summer when he was linked to join Manchester United. Um, last season and then went off to Napoli instead but he is tearing it up in Syria and I take full credit for that but um, imagine imagine though like if you'd have signed Oseman you wouldn't have signed Ronaldo yes we would have you wouldn't have yeah we would no you wouldn't have you couldn't have afforded to <laughs> well Victor Seaman was not that expensive anyway um, I mean if but some maybes right but uh, no I think um, I think one of the one of the worst ones I had was actually in in the save that we're on now, oh, with Red Star, sorry, we had a, a lovely lad called Daniel Alves, midfielder, and he was way too good for us. He then went off to, uh, he left on a free actually, just would not sign a contract, and he went off somewhere, and we, we basically deleted him off the game. Another one we had, we brought a youngster in um, when he was, oh, he must have been 16. We brought him in from TNS. 16? Uh, 16, yeah. We, <laughs> Why is I think, trousers? I think he actually got free kit from the club, but yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, We brought him in from TNS, a a young English goalkeeper called Michael Stone. um, And he was just phenomenal. Leeds came in and we, unfortunately we had to accept a bid after about three seasons with us. Um, But he's, he's, he went on to massive things, went on to, to, to play for Manchester United and into Milan. And it was just like, we were always that favoured person now. We were always kind of, I felt that like he would get home from from playing in Inter and just go. Oh, I wonder how a little Red Star are getting on. You know, I, I reckon he gets like the text updates on his phone. Bless him. I miss that guy. Um, but yeah, that was probably one of my favourite ones. Oh, I can't think of any like big ones off the top of my head in terms of football manager ones. Obviously, there's like Duke sort of said earlier. There's loads of players that we managed that that went on to become quite you know top players in in real life terms. But I can't think of any that jumped to the top of my head in terms of football manager. I had what, the only one really, and it's not high calibre whatsoever. It was right at the start of the Pentagon Challenge. I signed a, a Chinese striker called Dong Dehi who actually plays for Wolves in real life. And I signed him for my second sure. division. 
second division Chinese team. Um, and after half a season, a team in the top division nabbed him. The board went over my head to accept the offer and so on. Um, Dave, before you carry on, on. Was, 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 were you were you uh, the Wolves researcher at this point as well? Yeah, yes, I was, yeah. He wasn't that good, so he wasn't was that good though. <laughs> he wasn't like, he was, I only signed him because, he, he, you know, he, the Chinese rules and Chinese players. And only signed him because he's got P, uh, CA, yeah, <laughs> he's got PA 200, that's what yeah. he signed him. <laughs> so, so, so I signed him, he did, he did quite well and then he was nabbed by a top division team and he, his record was all right but barely played for them. And it was a bit of a love story really because the season after I managed to nab him on a loan deal with the option to buy. And he was one. Of, he was actually a player that stuck with me. Uh, even I jumped clubs to uh, Guangzhou, where, where I won the Champions League, and he joined me there as well. So he sort of, you know, did well for himself, but not on the level of what Dupes on about, really. <laughs> so he was he, he was the <laughs> Kevin Nolan to your Sam exactly, Allardyce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I've got two actually. Um, the uh, the one that people will possibly remember the the best would be Mosquito, who I signed uh, from Braga uh, for like two hundred grand when I was Middlesbrough, and he was amazing. Could have played anywhere in the midfield. Made him a libero because, of course, um, but he was amazing, and it ended up selling him to Bayern for like ridiculous. I think it was about eighty million. I've got the screenshot somewhere. I can't really remember. I don't really want to look at it. Because it makes me cry a little bit because he was so good, uh, I had to give him up in the end. And he, I think I'd signed him at like seventeen, so he had three or four years of base. I threw threw him straight into the first team, and he was incredible. I, I was favoured personnel as well. And it did feel like, you know, you you you're letting your son or daughter go say, off. Did to, he call you dad? <laughs> but it's like watching them go off to their first day of school or something like that. That's how I felt. He's now gone to buy and he starts ripping it up. It was weird because. Even though he was classed as like, uh, I think he was like an elite midfielder by the time he left, barely got any caps for Portugal, which is weird because he was like they they were poor by that point as well. They didn't have any, like they had lots of talent coming through, but the the national team was just bad for some reason. Uh, and the other one uh, I've referenced in earlier, which was the, the in the uh, Recreativo, Rec- Recreativo save even uh, the Fonz was yeah. just just. I managed again. He was he was Portuguese as well. I I'm, I seem to have an obsession like Wolves yes. do with Portuguese players. But <laughs> picked him up on a free of all things, and I thought he's not going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden, his attributes just started going through the roof. I think I'd had him from uh, I was in the Segunda Division, so not quite the. I got promoted first season, I think, from the third tier. But he was there with me from the Segunda Division all the way through, scoring goals against Barca so good it never had like a crazy value but he was just incredible I bet you I bet Curtie would have some good stories to this because then he's all the shot saved and he have that golden generation where he got two or three really decent players oh they 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 travelled him travelled around like, oh, George I can't remember his name I want I was, I was going to say the one guy got maybe... poached but and, and the club accepted the offer and I, I don't think he did very well at the club that he jumped to I'm sure yeah, he brought the them all to it. He, he got when he by the time he'd sort of moved to Arsenal. Now this may be I may be completely remembering this incorrectly, but he I think I think he re-signed them all by that point. He spent a ridiculous amount of money to bring them all back together in the end. So I remember the name. we'll have to get Curti to to actually tell us yeah. the story in the end because he'll remember I'm it. I'm pretty better. sure 
But I, I, suppose, I think me and Joe were literally touching upon this recently, and we were saying it was it was down to the fact that older shot at the time were like sharing their training facilities with a, a university. Oh right, yeah. So we, so they had like world class training facilities and world class like youth facilities, which would have really helped his. Oh, like the. It would have really helped his youth ranking yeah. to, to help with. I'm Perhaps not saying like there's, makes sense. There's all <laughs> it's all legit. Don't get me wrong. It was just kind of when we were talking about it. It was just you know I'm actually back in Korea, which makes a fucking change. Um, and it's like it was just. A, I don't know. We've seen the pictures. <laughs> it was literally like a cocktail of randomness, which just happened to fall his way, and bang, these three come through. And I mean, we may get one or t- you may get one or two in a save, but to get three come through. In one, in one intake was names, pretty nice because they were like quite unique, proper British like names. George, like I thought he made them up. George and David, I feel the sure first one was I Dave, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't remember. Let's question. Let's question one of the quiz gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final, final uh, little uh, ditty then, gents. Uh, DIY SOS, of course, Lawrence. Um, much like the Academy prospect, there is also the possibility that you've been sensible with the bank, um, maybe not for deep, and have invested in infrastructure over international. Uh, have you ever concentrated on improving your training ground, your youth facilities, or your junior coaching to benefit the long-term glory over short-term success? I've, sorry, I've just found his new gen names. Alecci, oh. Letizia, and Friat. Uh, George Alecci was that, that was I can't I was, remember what, the Letizia's name, but yeah, Friar. Was it yeah. Matt? Ma- it wasn't Matthew. No, it was Dave Letizia. <laughs> Daniel Alecci. Daniel, you're not George. Yeah. How have you found all these so quick? I just searched Kurt FM Golden Generation, they all popped up. <laughs> wow, what on Google? <laughs> no, on his Twitter. Yeah. I was going to say. I'm not going to search time. any other things. Don't want to know. No one's listening to that final question. Um, yeah, I mean, sorry, going back to the question. Um, it's, it's one of those, really. I think, you know, once you've got a pretty solid team or if you're pretty... I'm pretty much done in the transfer window and notice there's quite a big chunk of the club budget left. Um, one of the things I always like to do as well is looking at the staff side of things. If you've... I know that can be quite random youth intakes anyway, but looking at the actual staff in charge of them, head of youth development um, and stuff like that, really. Um, but I don't know. I, I think if I've got... A, Big club balance. I do look to you know try and chuck a little bit of money into it. But I've been quite fortunate. I think especially with the Sporting Save, because they're in Portugal and because they you know youth academies and systems are quite strong. My my youth intakes have tended to be quite strong. Um, but definitely at Wolves, I have looked at doing it before. But the the main thing I always do is look at head of youth development and make sure stuff like obviously their attributes are strong and their personality is. Normally, you know, driven is or something like that is what I look for. Oh, this question upsets me a little bit because I did all this in my 1860 save, Matt. I put all the money in and tried to get the best. And it was like, well, we're going to be a long save here and we'll try and build amazing. And we got a golden generation. And then the next, if you remember rightly, the next season, we got a golden generation. If you remember rightly, the season after that, we got a golden generation. So we got three in a row. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This works so well. And then it turns out, actually, they've got really good facilities anyway. And it's just off the bat, you get a lot of golden generations at 1860. Um, and that's the only time I've really got a decent, decent golden generation. And it upset me a little bit because 
you can't play them that early in Germany and you can't loan them out. You just have to let them sit there and tease you all the time. Um, <laughs> but I've done saves based on the youth. So, for example, I did a YouTube save at Southampton. But it was all based on just basically not buying anyone and using their, their amazing um, youth recruitment, which they've had in the past. Um, but it was a YouTube save, so that lasted about eight episodes and I stopped. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 something that is a really big challenge if you just solely went on. Right, let's not just like youth challenge. Let's just just only get you youngsters in. Um, it, but the, the like you said, the, the problem is for me is it's just so random on those golden generations. Like you can have everything you need to have, and you can still not get them. One of the, uh, I know we have, every now and then we talk about challenge saves and stuff like that. A challenge save that never, is very re rarely played. Uh, I, at least I've not seen it this year, is the Youth Academy Challenge save. It normally, it's normally best when you get a tier 10 database that actually works for a start. Um, and start, or you pick out a team. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> and you pick out a team right at the bottom. Um, disclaimer, you do have to use the editor to start off. Uh, but you pick out a team, you put a transfer ban on them, um, and you put all their youth recruitment, youth facilities, youth coaching up to the maximum. Um, and then basically you just go through a save with like, relying on youth intakes to grow your team and grow your squad. Um, but it's, it's, it's quite a long-term thing, but especially the early days, you have to look out for obviously teams that can poach your players because you're an amateur team. Um, and then even, basically it's really tough in, you know, even when you get up to the conference because you still get teams poaching players. But uh, it's a long-term save. I think it could be really fun if you want something a little bit different to do, but I've not seen many people do it in recent years. Do you not have the issue with the fact that the facilities and that aren't all locked and after a while they could just fade to nothing? Or I don't, I don't know. I think... I think you can, in terms of, I'm not 100% sure the rules on the finances. I think you can give yourself pretty hefty finances in terms, of, so you can bring if in different coaches and stuff. So you can change coaches, you just can't sign right. players, obviously. But that's the one thing I'd have to have a look at. I don't know if you can freeze that or, you know, if you give yourself state-of-the-art facilities, how long it will take for them to sort of drop down the rankings, I'm not sure. Pass on that one. Yeah. I, I've never really been at a club... I, sort of that's been in a position to be able to allow me to to improve on training ground or youth facilities or anything sort of looking towards long term even though that's always been sort of my intention like money has always been tight especially if you start on like a longer term save lower down as you're sort of suggesting Dave it become unless you already start off with that it becomes difficult to like every penny counts quite literally at some points and so because the, the the easiest way to earn more money is to to rifle through the leagues. You need to uh, sort of focus more on the playing staff side of things than anything else. And also, because players are so poor in comparison, is there much point in spending money on on things like that when you're not going to see the benefit until you're, you know, in the in the higher echelons of, of whatever footballing pyramid in the country you're playing in? Um, it would be nice to have something like that. If I had like, you know, yeah, like a Salford, for example, I, I'd imagine that's a save you could do that with because they're they're sort of fairly, fairly well backed financially, and it would be a, that they do tend to throw a bit of money around in on in terms of playing staff. So if you can manage their expectations with 
sort of a, a, a difference in philosophy. It would be quite an interesting take on on a on a save like that. Anyway, um, a question for you lot who are listening to this, wherever you are. Uh, do you class yourself as a legend of your club? Tell us why on Twitter, and we want evidence, so make sure. <laughs> pick a chores or screenshots, not off your phone, you weirdos. Actually, proper screenshots off laptop using print screen button as a bare minimum, because, you know. Aww, um, I want to see the dust on their monitors. Yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> Fingerprints, yeah. We, yeah. Um, and if we decide, if we decide you're worthy, we'll send the winner a prize. Ooh. So, ooh, monitor, monitor cleaning fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah monitor <laughs> cleaning fluid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wet <good>. wipe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take him off, Dave. He still uses them to wipe his ass. <laughs> well, on that rather interesting note, gentlemen, it's time to bring podcast. 211 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting wishfromfm.com. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, Goodbye. folks.